Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. The big question, how do I stop binge eating. Or maybe it sounds a little more something like, why can't I stop binging on junk food? Or why do I binge eat? Why do I binge eat at night? I feel so out of control around sugar. When I'm stressed, I just reach for food. Or does the urge to binge ever go away? Or something along those lines. My aim for this episode is to provide you with clarity for your path forward to finally step out of the seemingly never-ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating cycle. We'll first dive into the reasons why you binge eat, the root causes of binge eating. These main overarching causes will then be our guide to show you the path forward from binge eating to food freedom. I'll be going through a roadmap for you of what areas of your eating experience may need some love, compassion, mindset shifts, and attention based on those root causes of binge eating that might be showing up for you. And one of the coolest things here is that I am so excited to share with you that I have a new quiz that you can take right now. This free quiz is all about how can you overcome binge eating. It will help you to figure out which of these main reasons behind binge eating or overeating might be holding you back from food freedom the most at this time. How freaking cool is that? (laughs) Head to the show notes for the link to take the quiz and get your personalized results, which will include some tips for you to move forward on your journey right now. And with this, just a quick disclaimer, as much as I love, love, love supporting you, I want you to always do what's truly best for you. If you are currently living with an active eating disorder, this episode and the quiz I just mentioned may or may not be for you. Please speak with your personal treatment provider to get their opinion on that and their guidance. If you're someone who just can't seem to shake the binge eating cycle and are feeling at a place where you're ready to move forward and start embracing food freedom, this episode and the new quiz very well could be helpful for you. Either way, the information provided in this episode and the quiz are for educational and entertaining purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for medical or professional advice, so please use your best discretion of what is meant for you or reach out for support should you need a little bit more guidance. 
Okay, let's start off with what is binge eating? So the definition of binge eating from NEDIC, which is the National Eating Disorder Information Center, is binge eating is defined as the consumption of an unusually large amount of food within a relatively short period of time in a way that feels out of control. Additionally, binge eating is seen as a disorder when the binging episodes occur at least once a week for three months or more. Another term that may be useful for us to define is overeating. And you may hear me mention, you know, binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating because those are all things that I really help my clients with. But there is a difference between all of them in their own certain ways. So overeating itself is different as it does not involve a sense of loss of control. So a good example of this is that um, that feeling when you just are eating more than usual at a holiday dinner and then you feel over full and uncomfortable because you overate at that time. So there is a little difference between binge eating and overeating. There could be, you know, different severities of how you experience either of them. And that's something to pay attention to. Everyone has their own unique experiences. So you need to just listen to your intuition and see, you know, how much is this impacting me? Do I need support? Do I need to reach out for someone to get clarity on what is, you know, happening for me? So just some definitions to throw out there. And some experiences of this binge eating, overeating, or emotional eating that clients have shared with me, and also some of my own, you know, past experiences when I was struggling with binge eating could sound like, you know, why can't I stop binging on the quote unquote junk food? If you've been listening to the podcast, you know, we don't really talk about food in that way, but that is typically a, you know, inner diet culture thought. Why can't I stop binging on junk food? Or I feel so out of control around my favorite foods like cookies, chips, candies, fast food, ice cream, you name it. The foods that you enjoy, you just feel really out of control around those. Or I just continue eating and eating and I can't stop and then I'm really uncomfortably full. When I'm stressed, bored, or overwhelmed, I just automatically reach for food or even I just reach for food and I'm not even sure why. Or another common one is I try to eat so healthy, but it never sticks. And then I just end up overdoing it again with food. Or things like I just can't stop thinking about food. I often feel really guilty about my food choices. Maybe it's saying that, you know, classic line that I always used to repeat to myself too of, Tonight, it will finally be different. I'll be good. I won't binge. And then you tell yourself this over and over again, but it keeps happening anyways. Or there's this feeling of like, I feel like I will never be able to feel normal around food. Don't love that normal word, but that's a thought that is commonly had. And then one last one that is a big one that feels like a lot is the thought of what's wrong with me. And I want you to know if you have that thought, 
There is nothing wrong with you. There are many things from our society, from diet culture, from, you know, nutrition influences out there and like all of this messaging that has built up over your life that has led you to having these issues with food. It is not something that is a character flaw of yours. There is not anything wrong with you. We just need to pay attention to how you're feeling and what's going on, get to the bottom of it so that you can move forward. Being stuck in the binge eating cycle is exhausting. If you're feeling these ways, I want you to know that you are so not alone. There are so many people out there who have these struggles too, my past self included. I know firsthand the feeling of being so emotionally, mentally, and physically exhausted from your own binge eating behaviors. If you've listened to my own journey to food freedom before, you'll know this standout moment for me when I knew that something needed to change. It was when I was elbow deep in a bag of chocolate-covered almonds, which was one of my typical binge foods, and I just could not stop. I sank down onto the floor and frantically Googled, how do I stop binge eating as the tears were rolling down my face? And now, since I've had these negative food experiences myself, went on to heal my own relationship with food, and then became a registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor, I feel deeply passionate about helping people just like you overcome these struggles with food too. You deserve to break free from that never-ending roller coaster of gotta eat better, binge eat, feel guilty, gotta eat better, binge eat, feel guilty, and repeat. And I want to do everything I possibly can to help you actually break free. This is truly me just being the support that I wish I had all those years ago when I was struggling. If you're looking for that kind of support, I would love for you to apply to Embodied Food Freedom, my small group coaching program at the link in the show notes. This program is highly supportive. You're essentially getting individualized, tailored support within a group setting, and you get the roadmap that I teach all my clients to go from binge eating and emotional eating to food freedom. You get to be surrounded by other women who truly get it. They understand the struggles that you're going through, and you get support directly from me in so many ways over the four months of the program. If you're ready to move forwards to a binge-free life, pause this episode and go apply right now at the link in the show notes. From there, you'll be able to chat with me about all the deets of the program and you'll find out when the next cohort will be starting. I am so excited to see your application and potentially support you within Embodied Food Freedom. Anyways, I went off on a tangent there. I just get so excited about Embodied Food Freedom. That is not what this episode is about. This episode is about you and helping guide you to see what's happening with your binge eating and how the heck you can start thinking about how to move forward. Well, in reality, this is kind of about embodied food freedom because these are the exact things that we cover when you learn my freedom method in the program. But 
on to all of the juicy goods of this episode. So why do people binge eat? There are three main causes or reasons behind binge eating. The three things that we'll cover in this episode are physical deprivation, mental restriction, and unmet emotional needs. And I know, I know you might be thinking, what the heck do those things mean? Don't worry, I'll explain exactly what each of these mean in depth in this episode. And then after we uncover what the main reasons are and what these things mean, we'll talk about how to actually overcome them and move forward and overcome binge eating. So first up is physical deprivation. If you've followed me for a while, or if you've learned a thing or two about binge eating already, you may or may not be aware that a big reason behind binge eating is this sense of physically not getting enough food, physical deprivation. Essentially, this means that you're not eating in a way that's meeting your body's physical needs. So what are some examples? What does this look like? really kind of what it sounds like. So the restriction of food, and this could look like dieting, right? So things like trying to eat as clean as possible, shooting for the lowest calorie possible um, day or meals, counting your macros, intermittent fasting, cutting out carbs, or any other type of diet, really. There's also a sense of, you know, maybe if you're not dieting or trying to do, do those things, just not eating enough or not eating consistently. With these, you're you know likely just not meeting your nutrient requirements and not keeping your body quote unquote happy throughout the day. So that could be you know skipping meals, whether that be intentionally or unintentionally. And then some other physical reasons other than just the physical restriction could also look like just having the physical habit of reaching for food. Maybe you eat on autopilot with no mindful awareness of your eating experience, or you're just not in touch with your body's cues of hunger and fullness. Therefore, maybe not eating until you're too hungry, driving that not eating consistently piece, or you're eating until you're too full because you don't know when or how to stop. So those are some examples. Why does this physical deprivation lead to binge eating? So the binge restrict cycle or diet cycle is a great way to explain this physical restriction. So the diet cycle, in short, goes through the following things and continues to go on repeat until you break free. So usually you enter the diet cycle with the desire to be thin. So the thin ideal of diet culture makes you want to be smaller, thinner version of yourself or change something about your body. And this could also be under the guise of just wanting to be the quote unquote healthiest version of yourself, which I know I I got trapped in in the past too. So we enter with that desire to change something about ourselves, whether that's physical appearance or, you know, in the guise of health. And then that moves into restriction. So you're told in order to get thin, change this thing about yourself, you should be eating in this type of pattern of eating. So insert any diet program or form of restriction I mentioned a moment ago here. And then that 
makes you restrict yourself from certain foods or amounts of food. And then that restriction, your body's restricted from food, leads you to deprivation. So that pattern of eating that you were following is not sustainable for you. And then your body, your system, you start to feel deprived physically or mentally. We're talking about the the physical side of things in this you know, physical deprivation piece, but it can be physically or mentally from certain foods or just in general overall. You're feeling deprived. And then that deprivation leads to binge eating or overeating. You may end up feeling like you just cannot stay away from those foods anymore and you give up or fall off the wagon from the diet and then potentially that leading to this out of control eating, right? And then there's also another piece where maybe if you potentially lost weight over the course of this restriction, you might regain that lost weight back or there's just like this feeling of, you need to start all over again because you fell off. So this is very typical of dieters. If you did regain some of the weight you lost back, that's just yo-yo dieting. It's also called weight cycling. It's very typical and common. It's not your fault. But then, you know, you feel like you need to start all over again. And then you go back to like, oh, I need to start eating clean and I need to do this diet. And then you feel deprived and then you binge or overeat and then it continues and continues. And really... This is our bodies trying to protect us. Your body is always geared towards survival. If your body senses it's not getting enough energy, which comes from food, which is calories, calories are just another word for energy, it's going to drive you to eat more to meet your energy needs. This can come from intentional dieting like specific restrictions, meal plans, or macro calorie counting, or even unintentional restriction like the skipping meals, forgetting to eat, not eating enough, not eating consistently. To drive this home even more and paint the picture here, say you want to try and eat healthy, quote unquote healthy, to lose weight. In order to do so, you're told you should try and eat the lowest amount of calories you can, and then you follow that, or you try to follow that during the day, but then the evening comes around, you get intense cravings, and the urge to binge creeps up on you. You then feel super guilty and like you're a failure because you couldn't stick to whatever that idea of healthy eating was in your mind, when in reality, you just weren't eating enough for what your body actually needs. That is physical deprivation. Next up, we have mental restriction. What this means is kind of just like what it sounds like. There's a form of restriction going on inside your mind within your thoughts. A way that I like to think about mental restriction is thinking about it as the food police voice in your mind. Noting that these thoughts and beliefs are making you feel bad about the food that you're eating or your habits around food, all of this comes from diet culture. It becomes this voice in your mind, but it's not you. Almost like there's this part of you that's clinging on to diet culture and trying to make you feel bad about doing anything out of alignment from diet culture's ridiculous standards. Something important to note with this mental restriction, you could feel like you're not restricting yourself. 
potentially in the way that you feel like you've mastered overcoming our first point of physical deprivation and you're allowing yourself to physically eat all the foods now and you're trying to eat consistently, but your mind is still making you feel guilty or throwing all the shoulds at you or the good versus bad food thoughts in regard to what you're eating, all of that's still creeping up. So you can be doing well on stopping the physical deprivation and be confused as to why it's not stopping your binge eating. And really this inner food police or inner diet culture voice is still really loud. It can be a hard one to shake. So just wanted to throw that out there. So I kind of went into this already, but I want to just, you know, make this clear what some examples of mental restriction, what they could look like. So there's having the negative view of food, thinking about food in terms of good versus bad, healthy versus unhealthy, calling food junk, all that kind of stuff. And with that, there's also this like scoring of your day based on how good or bad you think that you ate, making you feel like your day was good or bad because of that, or even further that you are good or bad based on what you ate. There's also mental food rules. So an example of this could be like, you know, I can have bread, but I can't have more than one piece of bread in a day. Or you're eating a donut and thinking, I really shouldn't be eating this. So those are when those, you know, mental food rules creep in. There's also the stress, anxiety, and shame of not being able to eat quote unquote right. And another big one is the all or nothing mindset. The I'm either doing this perfectly every single day or I'm not doing it at all. And this could potentially look like, you know, I either eat none of the cookies or I eat them all or many other examples, but the all or nothing mindset Also, poor body image fits in here too, because often the feeling bad about our bodies spirals into, well, I must be better with my eating to fix that. So that's where kind of poor body image can fit in too. There's also just the general overwhelm of pressure to change your body and to diet. So those are lots of examples of this mental restriction piece. Why this leads to binge eating, if you're having the constant guilt, shame, and judgment going on in your mind about food and your eating habits, of course, it's going to make you feel crummy. (laughs) I don't know who possibly feels good about these things. Of course, diet culture teaches us that we just have to be hard on ourselves and use willpower to change our habits. And that's often why this inner food police is hard to shake. The years of dieting influences your thoughts and your beliefs. But really the reasons why this mental restriction lead to binge eating. First, the feeling deprived of something, whether it is that physical thing we talked about or just this mentally way, it often drives us to want it more, especially when those things are typically the fun foods that we actually enjoy and like. They're often our, our favorite foods. And a really good example of this is the classic don't eat the red food study that was done with kiddos years ago. In this study, they put colors of M&Ms in front of kids, including red ones, And they told the experimental group of kids that 
you can have as many as you want to, but don't eat the red ones. Then they told the control group of kids in this study that they could just eat as many as they would like to. What happened? The kids that were told that they could not have the red candies actually ate more of the red ones than the group that had the freedom of choice. Long story short, our minds want what we're told that we can't have. There's also a component of mental restriction that I call effort eating. (laughs) It's what happens when you say, oh, well, I already blew it by eating these cookies. I might as well eat them all right now and I'll start again tomorrow or next week or after the holidays and then I'll be good. And this really keeps you trapped in the binge diet cycle. And that leads us to our third reason behind binge eating, and that is unmet emotional needs. Emotions can play a big role in binge eating, and they are this third main reason, in no particular order, by the way, that contributes to binging. Emotions are absolutely something that we need to take a look at. And unmet emotional needs is something that you'll hear me say when I describe this one. And really that phrase just means that something is going on with your emotions and your body and your system doesn't really know how to cope with it otherwise. And this is what happens when we eat food as a way to cope, whether that's a conscious choice or not. So some examples of this, this one's pretty straightforward and clear cut, but some examples of unmet emotional needs showing up is really just having a difficult time coping with your emotions. Things like stress, anxiety, loneliness, overwhelm, boredom, sadness, frustration, you name it, or having a difficult time coping with those emotions. And then food becomes a main source of relief from these emotions and you're finding that soothing from food. Also, I want to add here that other mental health concerns can come into play as well. So things like depression, anxiety, ADHD, trauma, etc. These can, of course, contribute to our ability to cope with emotions and at what intensity we feel them. So it is important to get support if you have mental health concerns, whether it's from a therapist, a support group, trusted loved ones, or really just integrating things that you already know that help you to help manage your mental well-being as well. And another piece to this unmet emotional needs is when potentially joy and satisfaction are lacking in other areas of your life, that food can become your main source of joy or satisfaction. So this point is interesting and not talked about very often because it's not the classic like, oh, we have a negative emotion and we're soothing that negative emotion with food. No, it's rather that these positive feelings that we truly seek in life are missing in other areas and we're really finding that positive feeling from food. So it could be a source of that joy and satisfaction for you too if that's lacking for you. So why does unmet emotional needs, why do these things lead to binge eating? 
Really simply put, we're just finding soothing in food. When emotions are intense or big things happen in our lives, or we just don't feel like we have a sense of control, binging can serve as a way to cope with those things. Whether it makes you feel good in the long run or not, it's providing some sense of relief in the moment, whether that be changing your emotion or distracting you from your emotion or numbing out or whatever it is. And also you just might not even be aware that you're doing it a lot of the time. Like you just know that something's feeling off with food and then you're binging, but you're not really even aware that it's coming from an emotional place. An important thing to remember, or a couple of important things to remember here is that first, emotional eating is not always a bad thing. I know that it's demonized a lot of the time, but it is not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's the only option you have available to you and that's okay. We just want to be aware if it's making you not feel good and it's making things, you know, essentially worse in the long run, then yeah, we want to pay some attention to that. Another important thing to remember, finding soothing from emotions is not really a long-term solution. It doesn't address the root cause, which is the unmet emotional needs. Okay, so this leads me to the point where we talk about the path forward from all of these things, from binge eating to food freedom. How do we overcome binge eating? So we're going to do the same thing we kind of did, go through all three of those things and talk about what we can do or things to focus on to move forward. So like I said before, this is like your roadmap, your guide to overcoming binge eating and being able to move forward. So first up, physical deprivation. Really what we want to do here is heal this physical restriction part. And some things you can do about that are, first up, stop dieting. (laughs) Straight up, there's no healing binge eating while you're still dieting and trying to pursue different diets, whether that's a specific program or just holding on to implementing certain components of diets that you've learned over the years, like tracking, for example. Also, understanding how our bodies work can be really helpful and that they're always just trying to protect us so we can stop fighting against our bodies and start working with them. Another good thing to do that may come, you know, over time, this might be a later on thing for you, but tune into your own inner wisdom. So things like hunger, fullness, satisfaction, etc., those internal cues that will eventually, eventually, like I said, maybe not at the start for you, that's okay, eventually help guide you and guide your food decisions and build trust with your body. Another thing, and I mentioned this before, is nourishing your body consistently throughout the day. Yes, I see you meal skippers. I know that it's hard sometimes, but remember that Something is better than nothing. Our bodies need consistent nourishment. So take it as easy as it needs to be to feed yourself and to fit your lifestyle. But eating consistently throughout the day is super, super important. Also, another thing is just bringing more mindful awareness to your eating experience. This helps with those pieces like, you know, eating on autopilot or habit eating that I mentioned before. And another thing, 
Again, this could be later on in your journey, but building meals that are truly filling, satisfying, enjoyable, and nourishing. This could be something that goes hand in hand with understanding some more of the basics about gentle nutrition, but keyword here, and I really want to drive this home, this is later on. We need to go through the healing of your relationship with food before moving into more of this like intentionality about building out food and making choices in alignment with things like gentle nutrition. So later on, but I did want to mention it here. Next up is mental restriction. What can we do about this one? We really want to, you know, how we want to overcome this one, the mental restriction component is to shift your mindset from diet mentality to food freedom mentality. This is a really big piece of what I teach within Embodied Food Freedom. And we even talk about it within my Food Freedom Mindset Bundle. Well, I mean, you know, everything we're talking about in this episode is incorporated, but this mindset shift piece is one of my favorite parts to dig into. Other things that can be worked on to heal the mental restriction could include, you know, making peace with food, which means actually uncovering and breaking those lingering food rules, especially the mental side of them that's causing the guilt shifting your view of food. So changing your language, stop calling food bad or junk, because that's just reinforcing that negative outlook on food and making you feel bad about those choices. Building up your self-image, self-compassion skills, and growth mindset are also super great skills to, you know, just develop resilience really, and having an open mind while learning things about yourself and shifting into the version of you that you want to be who embodies food freedom. Another thing is just to notice when the all or nothing thinking shows up in your life. Maybe you notice it by listening to yourself talk when you say things like I should, or I shouldn't, or I have to, you know, shooting on yourself as we call it. Usually that hard language is a dead giveaway that the all or nothing mindset is creeping in. So just take some thought inventories, notice it. Again, here too, a really big piece of the mental restriction is that food police voice. So you can, once you have more of an awareness of it, start to challenge the inner food police voice, start questioning it and shifting it and reframing it to more helpful ways of thinking about food. And I also just want to throw in here too, I know I'm giving you some really quick like point form things that you can do. Know that it may sound simple in the way that I'm saying it. And it's just like, oh, here's all these things. Easy peasy. No, there's actually quite a bit that goes into each of these. I want you to know that and not just, you know, feel like, oh, I can't implement that. Like, oh, this is really frustrating and hard for me specifically. No, it's okay. This whole process is a Uh, a little bit of a challenging one. And if you don't just pick these things up easily, that's fine. That's why, you know, people like me and many others out there help individuals like you heal their relationship with food because it can be confusing to go from something completely different to trying something new. So I just wanted to throw that in there. 
And lastly, of course, we want to cover this idea of unmet emotional needs and what we can do here. So really what we can do is to learn how to cope with our emotions in a helpful way with kindness. And that's kind of what we say, you know, in the world of intuitive eating as well. So we can do this by tuning into your inner wisdom. So noticing when emotions and big feelings come up, what they feel like, they feel like in your body, and when they might be leading to binging. With that, really creating your coping skills toolbox, as I call it, in a way that includes things that actually work for you. (laughs) That's the key. It's not some generic self-care thing, but it needs to work for you to be able to cope with your emotions in a helpful, kind way. And I want to throw out this or throw this out here too. Even though you may have these things that work for you in your toolbox, they may not always be easy. (laughs) They might be hard things to implement, but eventually they help to shift your emotions and cope with them in a more helpful way. Again, emotional eating is not always bad. I don't, don't want you to think that, but having more skills in your toolbox is a great thing to do. I think when it comes to emotions, we often think a lot of those things of, you know, what can I do to feel better in the moment? But I also teach my clients to build their resiliency and baseline window of tolerance for big emotions by incorporating practices that fill their cup and make them feel whole in their everyday life, not just when the negative emotions come up. And some other things that can work for, you know, these unmet emotional needs, but also kind of in general and like for all of these things we talked about are working on body image and body acceptance, really untangling all the things of like body and worthiness and weight loss and food choices and success. All of those things get entangled together. So detangling that and knowing that you're worthy no matter what your body looks like, how you feel about your body, what your food choices are, all of that stuff, and really practicing respecting your body. I think that's a big piece. We don't have to love everything about our bodies, but finding that place of more acceptance and respect is quite important. Also knowing what to do when the cravings or urges to binge come up. For example, you know, incorporating like a pause boundary to give yourself just a little bit of space to explore how you're feeling instead of just the habitual going for the food. And with emotions or really any of the things we talked about too today, getting support and talking with someone you trust about what you're struggling with can help you to feel supported and like you're not going at this all alone. By the way, like you're you're not alone. I'm making this podcast episode because there are many people out there who struggle with binge eating, including my past self. You are so not alone and you also just you don't have to go towards healing alone either. Like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I am so excited to share with you that I have a new quiz for you to take called How Can You Overcome Binge Eating? This quiz is going to help you to shed light on which of these main three reasons behind binge eating or overeating or emotional eating, right, might be blocking or holding you back from food freedom the most at this time. It's so cool. And I'm so excited to have this quiz be out there in the world so that it can help you on your journey. And did I mention 
that you will also be getting some quick tips based on your personal results too. Yep. (laughs) Head to the show notes for the link to take the quiz and get your personalized results. P.S. Remembering that this, you know, quiz is for educational and entertaining purposes only. It's not meant for that replacement for medical or professional advice. So please use your best discretion while taking this and reach out for support should you feel like you need that. Now, we went over how to stop binge eating, your guide to all these things, what's happening, what you can do about it. Now, what can you do with this information? Of course, you can, you know, try things out on your own. I am so, so happy for you to do this. This is exactly why I created this podcast and I post on social media to help more lovely humans just like you step into their version of food freedom. And I truly think that it's beautiful to support you in this way. But also going at it alone does have some limitations. The journey from binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating to food freedom is not the easiest one. It can get confusing, overwhelming, and frustrating along the way. It's also sometimes really hard to see what you truly need to move forward. We can stand in our own way sometimes And having the guidance and support of a professional and potentially a community too to help you clearly see what next steps you should take and continue to take can really help you to make the journey a lot smoother and honestly faster. Instead of trying to, you know, figure it out on your own for years and years, why not get some tailored support and guidance to do what you need to do to work on your healing now, if it's within your means, of course. Now, I'm not saying that healing is quick or fast because it's not. It does take time, but I'm saying that the difference here could be a matter of like one full year versus a few months or two years versus six months or five years versus one year or whatever it may be. We're all unique and we all have a different journey. That, of course, leads me to share with you something that I truly wish that I had years ago when I started to heal my disordered eating and binge eating all on my own. It was incredibly frustrating. I felt like I was just going in circles. Anywho, that leads me to embodied food freedom. Shared this with you a little bit earlier, but this is my small group coaching program that is designed to help you get all of the best guidance, tools, tailored support, and community that you need to truly go from binge eating, overeating, emotional eating, stressing over food, feeling stuck in the diet cycle, to feeling finally at peace and in control around food, and really learn how to embody your version of food freedom. This program has so many wonderful features like live small group coaching sessions, and I keep the group small on purpose. It's really like getting one-on-one coaching time with me within a small group environment where you also get to learn from others. It's truly like the beauty of the small group. It's all that you need to know. You're going to learn all that you need to know to break free from the binge eating cycle and move towards your food freedom in my Freedom Method video lessons, worksheets, activities, and more 
for you to actually take action with ease because I know we all have busy lives. (laughs) I try and make it as easy for you as possible. And there is a private community support group to lift each other up and truly not feel alone on this journey. A 24-7 space where you can get support, ask questions, share anything that you would like to. And that's where you're also going to get all of your questions answered between sessions by me. And there's so much more, plus something like a bonus that you get is a body image guest expert session where we dive even deeper into body image. If this sounds interesting to you, I would love to invite you to apply and hop on a free discovery call with me to chat more about all of the details of embodied food freedom, if it would be a good fit for you and your goals. And I absolutely love doing this work and would love to support you in finding your version of food freedom so you can truly live your life without stressing about food anymore and tap back into being your authentic, whole, joyful self without the stresses of food. The link is in the show notes for you to go ahead and apply right now. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to potentially chat with you soon and help you get clarity on if this program is the right one for you. Okay. Okay. Last thing before I let you go, I know this episode was a little bit more of a long solo one, but note that this episode was your big picture overview guide of how to stop binge eating. I want to know, would you like an episode or maybe multiple episodes with some more quick tips for you? For example, things like what to do when the urge to binge comes on, how to prevent binges, what to do after a binge, etc. Let me know by sending me a DM on Instagram at the.intuitive.nutritionist. I would love to hear from you guys and really truly tailor this podcast to your needs and what you want to see. So thank you so much for listening. All right. That is all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We will chat again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.